that should be alright. Should be still picking up my voice. I need a tin opener to get out of here. Come on. There we go. Oh, it's very civilised of you. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Okay. Don't think too much. Thinking is often marketed like a kind of tyranny, isn't it? You see a lot of this nowadays. Mindfulness, that's become a popularised term, hasn't it? I remember a few years ago when mindfulness wasn't really a word that we'd use. I remember Sam Harris's book coming out on mindfulness. I think it was called Spirituality Without Religion. Sam Harris's book. Um, I can't remember if I've read that one. I've read most of his stuff. I can't remember if I read Spirituality Without Religion. I do remember the the speaking tour that he had earmarked for that book being derailed by the uh, the Ben Affleck saga. That was that was an interesting moment. That was that was. I didn't see it in real time, it being an American show, but I do remember. I do remember my YouTube feed. I was big into YouTube back then. I remember it being flooded with clips and commentary and opinion pieces on on what happened uh, and what what Ben Affleck said to to Sam Harris, mainly calling him a calling him a racist, which is. Which is quite a, quite a sweeping claim, particularly when you pay attention to what was actually being said. If you're unfamiliar with this uh, this saga of events in, I suppose, fairly recent political history, go and go and have a look at the. Um, is is it Bill Maher? Was he on Bill Maher? I think so. And. Sam Harris goes on there to talk about his book Spirituality Without Religion and he is heckled in quite aggressive terms by none other than Ben Affleck I just realised the aircon wasn't on get it together man Sam Harris I think the first person I heard speaking about this concept of mindfulness and if I remember rightly, he bases his practice on Vipassana meditation, which is, I think, again, speaking as a total amateur here, I think the the objective, to begin with anyway, is to, to clear the mind and, and to do so um, without being uh, violent to the, the inner workings of your own head. Uh, so as things 
thoughts present themselves to you, you're, you're supposed to, I think, sort of politely shepherd them out of your head again and try and maintain that, that stillness of mind. I'm always torn on this, uh, on this point because I, I love to think, I think that to, to, to interrogate ideas, to, to see how and why they overlap with other ideas and to, to form new hypotheses, new ideas about the world, about the world based on those, uh, those interactions and those overlaps is, is a good thing to do. I, I think I think it's innate to us. We, we are uh, the only living animal that, that does this. We, we, we can't speak for the, uh, the other members of our, the, the other extinct members of our genus. Uh, it may well have been that Homo uh, erectus or the Neanderthal or Australopithecus or that really short one, the Homo solaris one. Maybe they had some some kind of philosophy, some variant of what we call philosophy, but we'll, we'll, never, we'll never know that. And there's, there's certainly no record of it, no evidence to speak of. Uh, I think that the, uh, the reasoning mind, or just to stick with uh, yesterday's discussion, the empirical mind is, is one of our greatest achievements as a species and, uh, and, it, and it's something that I I really enjoy but I do understand the mindfulness angle and I understand it I understand it with reference to, to, to my own life I can think of times where I become aware as the seconds moving past me that I am thinking way too much about this or or I'm my thinking about this issue has become obsessive that generally happens with problems and problems and dilemmas I can't solve um, now the, let's be clear I'm not I'm not I'm not professing to uh, find quantum theory way too easy and, and, and uh, therefore I don't think about it I'm it is more questions about um, they're more they're usually more empirical questions about what is the right thing to do in this situation how do we move forward here um, and I tend not to I suppose this links to the empirical thing I tend not to trouble myself too greatly with the uh, with the machinations of people and things I can't touch uh, entities that exist beyond my world that are, I spent a long time doing that throughout my sort of late teenage and early 20s um, very interested in things and people that I'd never had any exposure to or experience with and I think if you're not careful when you do that, there's a, there's a kind of neglect that takes place. Uh, it, it's a neglect of the self. Um, I think I 
I, I became so interested in problems that were further afield than me and, and, and that a scale uh, to which I, I could not realistically hope to, to impact at least as an individual big geopolitical questions and about the rights of certain groups of people all sorts of things that I that had no bearing on whether my whether my MOT was done and that's the sort of thing to begin with anyway that starts to be neglected you can become convinced when you think in this way that my my focus uh, the subject of my concern is of such high importance that I, I can't justify spending the time to make corrections in my in my own life and and therefore things things start to degrade very quickly uh, and it's, it's, it's a very immature way to look at the world because you you simply have not been alive long enough to well most people who think this way have simply not been alive long enough to realize that if you do that you will end up useless to the things that you care about some far-off world that you never you never touch precisely because the world that you exist in has started to decay and collapse. To be to be precise about this, you, you, it is a case of looking after yourself before you can take care of, of anything else, and that is a that is a seriously underrated problem. Uh, we are. A, a complex, lumbering hodgepodge of uh, chemicals, emotions, um, uh, latent evolutionary upshots and byproducts that have no business being in our in our current social situation, uh, and yet they, they they all remain. We are we are as we are, and and the the product of this, if you're not really careful. Is, is rampant dysfunction. Uh, the, the question is not not my question, and uh, I congratulate those who who recognise the the question. Um, the question is not why is there so much chaos. The, the question is rather how is there any order at all? We are half a chromosome away from a chimpanzee and we've got cathedrals and the Large Hadron Collider and we have a justice system that works um, and you can walk freely about your neighbourhood and about your town and the, the threat of violence that you're exposed to by, uh, by ratio of that which could be presented to you just had the uh, the unmined data of the, the human experience. The, the, the ratio between those two is uh, well, is a gulf that you you probably cannot prehend, comprehend. I, I I certainly can't. It's it's a glorious achievement of ours. There is, I think, there must be some kind of some kind of dichotomy here. There, 
the the religious connotation, uh, or the sorry, let me rephrase that the um, uh, the religious ideal of, of, a, of a, or what is it? What is in some religions a, a, an ideal of a, of a turning off of the mind, so that it, it is not. It is not occupied with things of that are of this world. Um, that seems to be on its face an undesirable destination. But then, likewise, the um, the process of thinking constantly can't be good for us either. I feel this is why, um, for for certain people, maybe even most people definitely me, uh, definitely for myself, there is a physical component to life that we cannot do without. And I would, I would recommend that, that that physical component is as extreme and as aggressive as can be safely managed. Um, when, when I'm training and somebody is trying to rip my arm out of its joint I can't think about anything else I am exactly connected with with the body and its function and, and what's required of it uh, and what I must stop the other body from doing to me and that has a meditative quality of its own. This of course is a very popular idea now, uh, but it didn't used to be. I remember when I when I first started training, when I was doing, I trained as a, as a bodybuilder to begin with, and I would experience the sensation of a, uh, a total loss of uh, the past and future. But it wasn't, it wasn't part of the popular conversation uh, as to the benefits of that. I just knew that when I go in there and try and rip this bar from the ground with more weight than I've ever tried before, even if I don't manage to do it, uh, the, the psychological, although I wouldn't have used a word like that back then, the psychological benefits are undeniable. And unattainable in any other forum. You, you can't get from the mind that which is obtainable from the body. It's impossible to, to achieve that state, I, I believe. Um, we, are, we are a physical animal. Maybe a space there there, there, there. there seems to be a strong argument being made for the idea that there, there is a space where uh, the mind can be uh, can be dialed back, and its its tracking of the past and future can be muted for for a time, uh, and that that has some benefit to us. I think the 
human well-being likely uh, or maximal human well-being exists on a sliding scale between those two those two points of the dichotomy and I, I would I would imagine that, that individual people reside at a different location on that spectrum uh, to each other and I, I thought of this today the uh, this this idea of of not thinking too much uh, and, and in fact of, of thinking too much being having a detrimental effect on your your well-being or my well-being in this instance. We were, me and my colleague, on our way to a job and we both went work with each other for a few days catching up on stuff that we've dealt with and having a bit of a debrief and a back and forth, a bit of a moan like you do. Um, I'm sure no other department is under pressures like we are. And we came to that same conclusion um, that comes up so much in, in, in these kind of conversations with, uh, with most if not all of my colleagues. We essentially say to each other, it's probably best not to think about this too much. And it's always said in a jovial way, it's always said sort of probably best we don't overthink this really. But I think what, what, what happens, the arc of this conversation is you start by uh, relaying what happened so you describe the events and the people and the actions that were taken or not taken uh, then you start talking about the perhaps the immediate consequences of this what's going to happen now so and so is on bail and uh, they're looking to remand this but whatever it is um, and then more often than not you will get to the stage where you're you're discussing the repeatability of what you've, what's happened, and how, in all likelihood, we'll be, we'll be there again, dealing with these people again, perhaps in a slightly different capacity, but it, but it, but essentially the same situation. Um, and you you end up at that horrible conclusion that is maybe best surmised by that that Bob Bob Marley line. Total destruction is the only solution, which is not me advocating for the destruction of anyone. What I am saying is that this is an unsolvable problem that we deal with. It's not something that we we have the capacity to to rectify. Uh, the, the, the level of dysfunction that we are that we are wading into is is beyond the power that is afforded to us. And that naturally prompts the question, well, well, why bother then? And I think actually um, the reply to that question is, is the above sentiment of don't think about this too much. This was further underlined when we got to this job, dealing with this guy who is at the end of the world, really, um, 
one point we're, we're standing on the road, um, he's, yeah, the side of the road, he's, he's detained at this point. Um, and I can see him looking a little bit shifty back and forward and he clocks that I've registered that movement. He says, oh, I'm just, I'm just looking for a dog end. Did you mind if I look? And I can't think of any reason why that would be a particular issue at this moment. Uh, it's quite a strange request. Never had it before. Um, so I said, yeah, that's, that's what you need to do right now then. Yeah, sure. I've got no power to stop that without going into the um, the details of the job. They're not, they're not important. So this guy proceeds to um, scour around on the floor. He stood up at this point, but he's combing over the over the floor for uh, a dog end of a cigarette that has some tobacco still left to smoke. And he goes over to the bins that are nearby, and then he gets to his knees and starts fishing around under the bin, dragging God knows what from under the bin. And I'm standing there with the evidence bag of his property, and that that thought again comes into my mind. Probably best you don't think about this too much. I don't want to be... I don't, I don't want to come off as uh, as though I, I have a an affinity for the cynical. That's... It's not the case, actually. I, I, I believe in the work we do. I think it's... I think this is a good way to, to spend your life but you have to uh, you have to manage your own expectations we have to manage our, our expectations around how we how we interpret that, that process of, of making a difference it's a phrase you hear a lot isn't it you know, whenever you hear it, you see an ad for the cops. Best part of my job is I feel like I make a difference. Which is true. You do make a difference. Um, and I'll come on to that in a moment, but I think it's it's good to set up the shop front here and, and make it clear to you, the listener, that I, I'm not suggesting that the police don't make a difference. I mean, we'd all... That's a, that's a bit of a foolish claim to make. We, we, we do make a difference. But we, we return to that idea of ratios. Um, unfortunately, most of the time, you won't feel like you're making a difference. And you won't feel like you're making a difference because you aren't making a difference. that man 
on his hands and knees, dragging sort of black sludge out from under a bin, and then rifling through it in the search of some nicotine. I won't labour that point because I, I'm mindful that the vast majority of the audience of this podcast are police officers and I don't feel, well I, I have to trust myself in the confidence of the audience then. I think you will know what I mean. This is a person comfortable with the language but, but I, I can't think of any other way to phrase it uh, this is a person who, who lives a doomed existence and I think in the interest of the other people that you are charged with helping and protecting and serving and in the interest of yourself and family and friends you shouldn't think about that too much or we we shouldn't think about that too much I had to stop myself thinking about that too much it is I think the case I think the case that for lots of people that we deal with the difference would have needed to have been made decades ago and maybe even then it would have been would have been impossible I I don't know I I don't have I don't have the information present to me to speculate about when exactly would have been the the last moment and which intervention would have would have assisted this individual just like I don't have it for the, the hundreds, thousands of others well, between us the hundreds of thousands and millions of others that we deal with that are, that are like this I just know for sure that this individual is never coming out of this this wretched existence that he lives this is him I think instead the the healthier alternative the, the, the more productive target at which to orientate your thoughts towards would be well, it's twofold really it would be to, to those that you, you do make a difference to um, and I think they're obvious I think we you, know, you feel you feel that in the moment you know, I've got a proper job here this is this is a job 
of course it goes off to CID and you never hear anything else about it but you you, you know what I mean You, there are moments where you are a try not to sound like this is too this is too back rubbing um You are the one good thing going on in that person's life at that particular moment. And your actions are are changing their environment and the people in their environment for the better. Those jobs are, are a minority, but they are real. And and that they are something that must be a, a source of sustainment for us. And uh, by the way, if you're if you're listening and thinking that you don't feel like that at all, I would, without without knowing you personally, of course, I would I would estimate that there is perhaps a perhaps a problem with your analysis or your your, your model of analysis, or, or or maybe you need a break. I've seen that several times now, where coppers are losing. interpretive ability has become calloused to the degree where to the degree at which it it can no longer differentiate between what is a waste of time and, and, and what isn't and, and operates as though nothing good will come of anything we do which if I haven't said it enough which is not not the case the second, uh, the second fold to this, uh, to this positive that I'm try, trying, to, trying to wrap things up on, is that we uh, we serve an invisible and potential victim. Um, the. We simply do not know uh, who would fall prey to the monsters if we were absent entirely and we weren't doing the things that we were doing on a daily basis and and doing the things that, that often in the moment feel fruitless. don't know how bad things uh, would be if uh, if the threat of repercussion if the if the threat of there being someone on the other end of the 999 call um, someone getting in the car someone who's going to attend that scene and try and hunt down the person who had who had committed this wrong if that if that threat wasn't wasn't present in the world, well, we don't know, we, we probably can't know how bad that would be, and we were, we're approaching a, another discussion about our, about our tribal, uh, 
our tribal nature, but um, it is a falsehood to state that people are are basically good. Um, that is that is not the case. There is decapitate its religious connotation if, if you have to, uh, but there is, there is an original sin about us, uh, there is, uh, we're not, we're not perfectly made. by both both elements of, of the conversation there, there are there are things that are that are wrong that are not done because the individual recognizes them to be wrong uh, be that because of their, their conditioning or their, their peer group or their, whatever that might be but it comes from the the individual but there is also a large portion of this that comes from the threat of repercussion uh, from the idea that one person cannot move freely against another, and that there, if they, if if they do, there will be a team of people who are who are very determined to find out who they are and put them in a cage. So we do make a difference, but when you find yourself those moments where you you know that a difference is not going to be made here, that we are we are simply waiting for the sand to run through the timer. I think in those in those moments it's best it's best not to think about it too much. I think that's all I had for today, my friends. Um, sorry if the tempo's a bit down. It's been a bit, been a bit of a day today. I've been um, a lot of plates have been here. Nothing of any great shakes. Just, uh, just the usual stuff. But sorry if the if the if the level of, the level of zip wasn't wasn't quite there. It's, it's a combination of things. It's, it's probably because uh, the day's been full on, but also because this is uh, it's it's an intricate discussion to have, and I find the the more the more intricate, or the more intricacy is required, the more um, the more the revs come down, and uh, I have to do things at a bit of a slower pace, as opposed to something that I'm just passionate about and uh, and already have a, a firm opinion that I'm ready and willing to to deliver. So those are two different ways that that I communicate on here. So I hope I hope in short what I'm trying to say is I hope it hasn't been too too slow and I hope it hasn't put anyone to sleep that is it from me guys and girls if you could I'd be so grateful to you if you would um, share the podcast leave a review star rating thing uh, talk to me if you'd like to if you've got questions comments queries uh, criticisms are my favourite that's at UK Cop Podcast on Instagram there are dots between 
the words. And that is it, my friends. So, uh, without further ado, be good, take care of each other, and I will speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.